Right guys, welcome back to the channel and to the new reinvented Dark Artisan podcast. So today I am joined by three of my esteemed colleagues. One man who needs no introduction and actually does look like a ginger viking, uh, Mr. Grant Fraser. Thank you for joining us, Grant. Oh, it's always a pleasure. And a couple of debuts on the channel, uh, a local lad by the name of Mr. Craig Thompson. How do uh, and we've got a fellow Scotsman, the Grant, Mr. Martin Johnson. Evening all. So thank you very much indeed uh, for joining me, guys. I really do appreciate this. Um, a lot of stuff's happened from Games Workshop in the last two weeks. Like, a lot. Yeah, it's pretty intense. <laughs> I never known the statement of the century. So, yeah, it's a bit mental. <laughs> yeah, like... I was kind of blown away by the new 40k stuff two weeks ago, uh, and obviously we discussed them in depth, but yesterday, Saturday, uh, they did a whole unboxing of the new, uh, what was it called, Indominus box. Indominus edition, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not not jealous at all of those uh, presenters having the box in their hands already. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, no no jealousy. Well, well, <laughs> well down here... I have a Chaos Knight Codex. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I haven't got it. I haven't got it. I wish I did. And just as I finished all them Blood Angels and even more come out. I think it's a good time to start a new chapter, maybe. No. <laughs> I mean, it would be the wrong time to, to bring out Assault Intercessor and you move away from Blood Angels would not be the smart plan. Assault Intercessor. You know what? I've got the bits to do 10 Assault Intercessors. But I'll be getting the yeah. box. I'm, I'm just going to use whatever comes in the box. Yeah. Um, the ne- the Necron successor. stuff? What was that, Craig? You could always do a Blood Angel successor chapter. No. <laughs> nope. I did Death yeah, Watch get, to have get, a second. Get some Lamenters on the go. I mean, Yellow Paint and uh, like with the, with the shoulder pads, with the cross, the the check pattern and the blood heart, um, blood heart in it. That's not going to be a challenge at all. Mate, I haven't even done 170 transfers for me Blood Angel yet. <laughs> yeah, don't envy you that, like. I, I need to do it soon. I need to do it soon. But the Necrons. Really yeah. sweet. Wow. I, I'm not a Necron fan. I don't particularly... I don't dislike them, but I, don't, I wouldn't say I love them. But holy, I had a, a Necron army in maybe 7th edition. When they first started getting the like the Decurion detachments and stuff like that, I think Necrons were yeah. the first ones to get it. Yeah, I, I that's when I played Necrons. I've not played them since then. I had them when they were really broke. Broke. Yeah, I, I, I accidentally played them when they were super broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, me. When they re- the reload of Apocalypse, that's when I did Necrons, and you know the big rule book that I brought out, the second second rule book. Yeah. I had enough Necrons to fill every single one of the det- detachments in that rule book for, for them. Wow. <laughs> it was like 250 warriors. It was absolutely nuts. That Needless was... to say, I was a bit fed up with painting scarabs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least you can just kind of get away with silver paint and a dry brush. Yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't like that, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I, I do not like painting my Necron colour scheme. The problem was I got a lot of my Necrons second hand and I continued the colour scheme. And my Necrons right. are very ceramic as opposed to all metal. Um mm-hmm. and it's painstaking to do the edge highlighting on them. Yeah, I can uh, well, like... who needs the edge highlight. <laughs> yeah. 
However, the new Necron stuff, wow. Yeah. Like, I think there was a, so good. There was a good point made on on the reveal that it now it now feels like you've actually got a Necron Royal Court because you've got so much more yeah. characters and minions and stuff going about. Mm. I mean, realistically, when you look at the characters that are in the book that are not named characters, you've got what an Overlord and a Lord and then a Cryptech. And that's Is that it. it? Yeah, that's well, it. It yeah. Wow. It's pretty sparse in that respect, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. So now you've got the the new lieutenant guy that looks like an immortal. Mm-hmm. You've yeah. got, obviously, the new Overlord model. You've got the Plasmancer. Now, correct us if I'm wrong, right, but they basically said space magic. And I was just like, no, Necrons should not have psychics. If he works like a priest, then fair enough. Yeah. Don't make him I a I think psychic. that's the way it'll go. I mean, it, it could still be a, a roll 2d6, get the number thing, but it won't be a psychic power. It'll no, happen in the psychic that's phase. still psychic, Grant. No, but it, <laughs> the way it won't interact, it won't, it'll happen in the psychic phase, potentially, but you won't be able to, like, unbind it, dispel it, whatever it is. So it's like a separate thing, but it just happens in the phase for the sake of easiness. Yeah. Well, there's a hero phase now, so it could happen in that, I suppose. No, no, there is a command phase. Command phase, okay. <laughs> it's a hero phase in all but name. <laughs> it really throws Lucy off, you know, when when she switches to 40k. Um, and when we were playing Sigma the other day, actually, she totally forgot that you have to roll off for, oh. t- for turn priority because we, we played quite a bit of 40k during lockdown, mm-hmm. so it's always you go, I go, you go, I go. So she forgot about that, but... Uh, and she always forgets that psychic comes after movement instead of before. Yeah, yeah. But uh, on top of that, um, there was obviously the plasmanta guy. I'm sure there was another character as well. Um, and then at the end of the video, that actually revealed the oh, there was the Scorpec destroyer lord. Scorpec yeah, lord. Yeah. Uh, He's and, and then there was the He's the actual. Was there a, a, like the heavy destroyer lord or something was after? Yeah, that and the war, super war of the worlds looking thing. That that looks that looks like the reanimator, but with the doomsday cannon on the top. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. It'll probably be a dual purpose kit when it comes out. Oh yeah, the individual one. Yeah, so the, that will yeah, probably yeah. Yeah, build yeah. obviously the one with the gun and the and the reanimator one. Yeah, you also mm. had the the uh, the plasma. Plasmacite thing that was mm-hmm. following the destroyers yeah. around and could basically yeah, charge them with plasma. Sounds quite cool. Yeah. And and that the, the like war- I was surprised at how many scarabs were in, in the box. And warriors. Twenty. Twenty uh, warriors. And you, get three, you get three scarab bases per sprue of ten warriors. Yeah. Well, how much do you get just now in the box? What in a in a necro in, warrior in the box. current warrior box? Uh, I think you get one or two, one or two bases of scarabs mm-hmm. and then ten yeah. warriors. Yeah. So, no, so the fact that you get all of that, yeah. and and when you when you look at what's there, it's not like there's way more than a star collecting box worth of stuff in there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this this is definitely a a limited run box. Like the name's the giveaway. It's the Indomitus version. So they're gonna obviously take some of this stuff out. Yeah, come time, I think, with a normal version of the box, came, isn't it? What was that, Craig? Yeah, I think they'll break it. Be like when Titanicus came out. 
Oh yes. yeah, didn't, yeah, they did the Grandmaster yeah. edition. And the Grandmaster edition didn't dropped they? it down. Yeah, yeah. Break it down into three like Strike Force, uh, kind of Strike Force or None of Fear and all that. You know, they'll do that yeah. three yeah. levels. I'd imagine. Could definitely see that as well. Yeah. One of the things I found with the board, and especially previous versions, the uh, the stuff that you get in the box, they they're okay, but they don't seem to be great. Obviously, a lot of them are push fit and stuff like that. But these ones look absolutely yeah. awesome compared to what they normally look like when they're out the, the starter boxes anyway. Yeah, but I mean, when you look at even the Shadow Spear stuff from last year, the Shadow Spear yeah. stuff is fantastic. That's yeah, the true, chaos yeah. side of that box is, is amazing. I never Ooh. actually had got that one, unfortunately. Yeah, so every model that was in that was brand new, just like what this box is. But the thing yeah. I find with this box is you get more. Like, a yeah. lot more. I mean, how much points do we reckon each size is? It must be about a thousand points each size. W- Warriors, I think, are about one twenty, one thirty currently. But bearing in mind, you said all the points are going well. up. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, you're looking at two fifty f- just for the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, and Overlord yeah. is about one twenty, one thirty at the minute, I think. Uh, so even that alone, and then if you add the Overlord equivalent dude in, that's close to five hundred. You've then mm-hmm. got the Plasmancer. You've got the Scorpec Destroyers, the Scorpec Destroyer Lord, the Plasmacite thing, and the Reanimator. I think you're mm-hmm. looking you you're looking at at least a thousand points for the Necrons. Yeah. At least. It's gotta be. Yeah. Probably not gonna be far off, I wouldn't have thought, like, if not a bit more. I think it'll with the <clears> new <throat> new points, I would not be surprised if that is close to fifteen hundred. Yeah, I was thinking about yeah, like twelve, 1500. Mm-hmm. But then, when you look at the Space Marine side, um, the uh, and the designer that they had on, it was that really young lad. That honestly, right, he was. I think it was called Ed. He was just so happy that people yeah. were saying, like, "Make them sculpts are fantastic," and he was just blown away by it. And like, I would, I would like to see him on the streams more. He was, mm-hmm. he was a genuinely like, oh, guy. I think they've said they're gonna. I mean, we're gonna get so much content because mm-hmm. it's still a good while away till we get this in our hands. I think it's and still another, another, it's still another four weeks. Easy, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Two weeks till oh, the pre-order, then two weeks till we get it in our hands or something. From what I've heard, a two-week pre-order. Be, I think it'll be a two-week pre-order. Yeah, and then yeah. first week in August for the release. I don't think it'll be that late because um, Jake found last month in the. Um, oh, yeah, the prize. Uh, no, yeah, in the, the prize, prize thing that it was released in July. Um, yeah. And the value was £120. But... If, if that box is £120, that's a That's insane. insane. That's that is steal. insanely good value. Yeah. yeah. I think the thing is, we have, like, the, the Grandmaster was 175 no. They did a big Necromunda box at 175 so it wouldn't be unheard of for it to go... Up into that price range, yeah. I think it'll be one fifty, one fit round round about the one fifty mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I'm putting it. If it's anything less than one fifty, it's going to be amazing. Either way, my bank account's going to take one hell of a hit. <laughs> well, it, it, it's my birthday in July, so I'm good. I'll just get it for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that solves yeah. my problem. Yeah, but on the Space Marine side, um, and the designer made a very good point that the. Um, 
the initial Primaris run, uh, they were very clean, very basic models, you know, they hadn't been around that long. But now that they've been around, you know, a couple of hundred years, they really, really wanted to stick the heraldry on. Uh, and you know, yeah, I, I love that point they brought up. Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, really enjoyed that. And even when you look at the um, assault intercessors, even them look like they've got so much more detail than a standard intercessor. I mean, yeah, they've only got um, heavy bow pistols, which the infiltrators—not the infiltrators—the reavers have. Mm -hmm. um, but they have. Remember a, a point from the previous re uh, preview that they did, they've got is Starty's chainswords. Yeah. So yeah. probably minus one AP. Yeah. Or Pro plus one strand. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. One of the two. have to give them something that gives people a reason to actually use them. Yeah. Otherwise, what would be yeah. fun? If the, I, I don't think they'll be plus one strength, but if that makes me be able to take... It'll be strength six if I run a Sanguinary Priest as a Blood Angel player. Uh, mm -hmm. And then plus one to wound. Yeah. With an extra <laughs> AP, with, with an extra two AP... And you know you can you can get attacks so quickly as a blood angel player. Mm. Uh, like they will be savage. And if they are a troops' choice, I'm sorry, but bye bye normal intercessors. <laughs> yeah, it does make me want to paint some flash taters. Has to be said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So on the space marine side, we had um, ten intercessors. Uh, we mm -hmm. have the there's a captain with his. I can't remember. I think it was a relic storm shield. So yeah, that's, if, it, if it's, it's a specifically called out shield, as a relic storm shield, if it's a relic storm shield, what does it do that a normal storm shield doesn't? It's, it's got to do something good. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm... a rerollable. It's a rerollable three plus until until you pass it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at a single reroll per phase or turn. I, I think that would be very good, but I don't think it'll be that. I think it'll be reduced damage by one. Yeah, I think that's probably the safest bet. I mean, something like yeah. a feel no pain is probably too strong. Yeah. Mm. So, like, reduced damage by one, half damage, something like that. Yeah. Would be pretty cool. Uh, you've got the lieutenant guy or lieutenant, depending mm -hmm. on where you're from, that has the um, Volkite, and, and and they mentioned the word of uh, conflagration a lot. Yes, Deep, <laughs> no, deflagrate. Yeah, that was the one. That was the one. Yeah, I, I could never yeah. say that because I I did play a little bit of heresy back in seventh edition. I could never say that. <laughs> I've I've looked at heresy a few times. I always want an Iron Warriors army. I love yeah. those Siege Tyrant Terminators. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so you've got him. Uh, you then mm -hmm. got the Judiciar, which nobody... Controversially, he's my least favourite model. I know mm. a lot of people seem to do, love him. You know he's my what? least, least favourite. When you look at the bottom of him, I just see the robe of the current Primaris Chaplain. I see mm. the yeah. knee of a Stormcast. The top half, I just see a Stormcast. And then I see... a. a a zombie head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not fussed on him. Now, I've seen a lot of people loving him. As much thought into him as what they have the other stuff. Yeah, he's all right. He's yeah, he's fine. That's, that's, like, that's my level of expectation with him. He's all right. It's going to be one of the new chaplain. Nobody really likes him, but his stats and everything's going to be unreal. 
Yeah, I think the sword is something <laughs> like plus, plus three strength, minus three, and then it's got like mortal wounds on a six. So he's going to be pretty savage, I think. I think um, the interesting thing about him for me is, assume, like, obviously he looks like he's part of the reclusion mm. with the chaplaincy, and it's nice to see that getting expanded, because it's always just been, you've got chaplains, and yeah. that's sort of it. It's like when we don't even have ranks of chaplains, really, other than Dark Angels having two different ranks. But it's like when you look at the apothecaries. I mean, obviously, Blood Angels mm -hmm. aside, they've got a, an additional rank on top. But you've got apothecaries, and then you've got novitiates. Yeah. Whereas in Blood Angels, you've got sanguinary priests, then apothecaries, then novitiates. Mm -hmm. And can you remember years ago as well? Um, I, I think this was a thing at the beginning of 7th when I first started playing. But it was definitely a thing in second where you could have different levels of librarians. So you had an epistolary, yeah. which could only cast one power. And then you had like a master librarian, which gave you two. Yes, I know mm -hmm. about the stratagems in, in Faith and Fury, but... Yeah, we used, we used to play points for what level of... Yeah. Uh... yeah. Same with the Captain Chapter Master. That was down to points as well. You could upgrade Yeah. for different things. Yeah. And it's it's nice that they have done that with the chaplains a little bit. So yes, the yeah. you know like the master chaplain still exists in the form of uh, the stratagem. But again, when I started playing in seventh edition, Blood Angels had um, an additional HQ choice called a reclusiarch, uh, which mm -hmm. was actually a better chaplain, uh, which obviously doesn't exist technically now. So it no. it is really nice that they're starting to explore that side of things um, yeah. obviously with the librarians yes we've got the four boss librarian he's a little bit you know he's still a librarian at the end of the day but at least yeah. it's something a little bit different he specialised yeah uh, on top of that you've got the uh, was it the blade guard veterans yes yeah, they're, they're so sweet. cool yeah they're really nice models storm shields master crafted power swords and heavy bolt pistols like that's a solid out um equipment options for them yeah the only thing I wish right is there's still no really heavy hitting uh, Primaris combat unit yeah like Assault Terminator equivalent with Thunder Hammers and the, the best you've got is Aggressors like... yeah because of the Power Fists but we, I mean, if but we could at... have more got... options from the Blade Guard Veterans box when it comes out they might be able to take like thunder hammers and things like that and be a bit more. It would be cool if they could, but I don't think they're going to go that way. I, I don't. Know I wouldn't assume so, but you never know. No. And it depends on the design community, I suppose, doesn't it? Really, in all fairness, depending on which way they want to go with the law as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, with the law, they are leaning very much back into the heresy, and they're going. You know, the, the structure of a chapter is now. That of what a legion was, as opposed to the 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 what was the current Codex Astartes. Obviously, Gilliman coming back and changing yeah. it all. It, it's it's put. I mean, I said this when Hellblasters and stuff came out because what? Why have you got a full squad of plasma? Why can't you take a single plasma in an intercessor squad? Mm. Yeah, but I think if if you look at it, it makes it does make more sense. I know a tactical squad is called a tactical squad. But it does kind of make more sense tactically to have all your plasma in one unit. You can 
put that damage where you want it. So you can see like the logic in Gilliman's approach like that. Like, oh, absolutely. But then you've got no bodies to take the extra damage. No, but space marines are pretty much immortal in the lore, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We, we need to get some movie marine rules again. Yeah, do you guys remember them? I, t- I tell no. you what I did see a long time ago, actually, and I thought it was quite fun. Um, Steve from Mini Wargaming used to play uh, with just Space Marine Captains. Like, he <laughs> used Space Marine Captain rules, but literally just yeah. used a normal Space Marine and was like, I want Space Marines to feel like what they are in the law. That would be, yeah, that'd be kind of fun, actually. Yeah. Just to see how it would actually play out. Again soon. I, I might actually try that. I, I really, mm. really want to try that, actually. But how much wounds would a unit of Space Marines have then? So, what, what did you say, Craig? I'm just saying it would be interesting to see how that would actually work and play out. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you say, Grant? Sorry? How many wounds would a squad have then? Like a squad of 10 would be what? Well, there wouldn't be a squad of 10. Each Marine would be an individual model. Oh, so yeah, you wouldn't even. I was thinking you maybe have the stats of a captain but still put them in squads, but you're saying no, just. No, no, no. So you'd have like five captains running around the battlefield, but you'd have like three with bolters, one with a combat weapon, and then one with like a melter gun. In essence, just like a bigger version of Kill Team. Yeah. Yeah. But against 120 off boys. Um, and a stomper. So, so the other thing that was in the box uh, was the bikers. Yep. Now, memes have been flying all over of the bikers about why they haven't got... Why why, why are they not jet bikes? Well, why? I guess... Well, if again, I think I said this in, in, in the Patreon chat, though, if you, they're called Outriders, which is what they call the physical bikes in the Heresy, and they still have jet bikes in the Heresy. So I think it's leaving themselves open to go down that road if they want to. Because mm-hmm. you've got the jet bikes and the Outriders in your Horus Heresy armies. But I, I like them. I think they're a great design. And I think it's nice to not always have them as jet bikes. Yeah. It might but... be a not customizable upgrade later on down, down the line when they release the actual set itself sort of thing, mightn't it? Mm-hmm. It would be nice, but when you consider like everything that they've done with the repulsor and the impulsor and stuff, like why why suddenly make that turn back? Uh, maybe it's they just didn't want to start cannibalizing from the likes of the custodians. Mm. We've got their jet bikes; it keeps keep, still keeps them unique. Yeah, and you've also got things. The only things we have with their their repulsor technology are big tanks. Maybe the Imperium just can't make it small enough to power bikes. Mm, true. That's why you've only got the custodies with their relic jet bikes still flying around in them. Because the jet bikes are quick and fast, but the repulsor tanks now, they're slow, they're heavy. They're not like nimble like you'd expect, so the bikes are still superior in that respect. Yeah. Yeah, but the whole point of a jet bike is, as you say, for it to be able to get around the, the battlefield mm-hmm. as quickly as possible. Yeah, they, they did mention it in the live stream that they wanted to keep them with wheels so rather than just like oversaturate everything with that. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't really feel like the real reason though. Or at least... It's more an excuse it. reason, isn't mm-hmm. it, really? I mean, I... I like them. I like, them. I like how they look. Like, yeah. I, I think they look great and I think... I think they'll be fun on the table and stuff like that. But I, I, I prefer this to doing jet bikes. For me. Yeah, 
Fair enough. I agree with you on that one. Fair enough. And then the last unit they didn't even cover on the stream. Yeah, that was a bit weird. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember what they were called now, but they were basically... The Eradicators. Yes. And they basically look like they're in Gravis armor with a heavier melter gun. Yeah. That's what the community article says. It's Gravis armor with a melt, heavy melter rifle or something. So I'm wondering if it's kind of like what the uh, Eliminators have with the Laz Fusil. If it's like basically a melter version. I'd probably put that melter at range 18. Then 12. Could be... It could be like... Well, what's a melter gun? 12? Yeah. Yeah, so they've specifically said it's longer range. So could be 18 rapid fire or something. Rap rapid at 18 would be pretty cool. But when you consider a multi-melter is range 24, that's why I think 18. Yeah. So I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll go to 24. But 18 is kind of the no. only but, other option. But one shot each doesn't seem... Mm. Good enough for a unit of three. No, no. But then again, the last unless they're like assault two, assault three, assault assault D three wouldn't even be that good. Assault three would be probably too good. So assault three would be way way too. I think I think possibly <laughs> rapid two. fire. I think rapid one. Um, and then I think that was the last unit in the box. Uh, the banner guy. Yes, and the, the yeah. ancient. Right, now, now I'm sorry, like especially. <laughs> Martin and Grant, uh, uh, I know. I don't think Craig, you you haven't played much Sigmar. I I just see, I used to. I just see Stormcast when I look at that guy. I just see the, the yeah. Vexilla. That's Lord Relictor right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Relictor. what I was going to say. Yeah. He is a Lord Relictor. Yeah. The thing is, though, there's a lot of the more recent stuff. I think has had that. Like, there's been a lot of similarities crossing over. Mm-hmm. Agreed with that. There, there's a lot of synergy there. I think. Especially when it comes to the Space Marine side of things. Um, well, if you look at the Sisters of Battle as well. The, uh, the unit now, but the Kandaran Overlords, the guys with the, the balloons on the back, the, you know, the, the big lord, the main lord that they've got, the, his feet on there look exactly like the... Um, oh, God, my mind's gone completely blank. The Space Marine ones. Oh. Okay, I've not had much... Uh, Brock. I've not had much uh, look at him. Um, oh, I can't for life remember the names now, but yeah. Um... Yeah, I think there's a lot of similarities transferring over, especially with some of the primary stuff. But as you see, there's a few bits and pieces which you look at in this new set where you think a lot of it's based around Stormcast. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you look at the Judiciar, that's uh, Castellan in my eyes. Yeah. 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 But then again, when you look at the Sisters of Battle as well, how many of them look almost like Stormcast? Like mm -hmm. so many especially of them. Especially because they've got like the slightly more slender armor, which Stormcast tend to have a bit more. Fitted armor than the Marines do. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, the Vanguard box set that they released a uh, about a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. uh, the Vanguard Stormcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but do you not like? I've mentioned this before, right? I th I'm not saying it's lazy, but I think it's because of the way the design and sculpting of models has changed. Uh, and the sculptor that they had on actually um, referenced a lot of the differences between what he did and what Jez Goodwin did. And he said yeah. Jez would literally sculpt the model with spit and putty. Yeah, and like it the, would, old, the old school it, way. It would almost be the final model that Jez would go, mm -hmm. here you go. But like so much of it must be designed on CAD now. 
that pretty much all is now. It's a case of all of it, yeah. Upload an episode of and then like change it slightly, and there's your Sister of Battle. Make it a little bit more bulky, and then there's your Stormcast. Mm -hmm. Let's just like make everything a little bit bigger on top of this, and then there's your Space Marine. I'd imagine they'd have a framework, and then they just build off of that. Yeah. There was a really good interview on, I think it was Stormcast, um, the official GW podcast, where they had one of the sculpting team on. Right. And he was talking about how he used to, he started off sculpting in Putty, and then he went through and had to learn CAD when they, they made the, the change to CAD and stuff like that. I can't remember the name of the of the guy now, but it was a really, really good interview. It was something that every, most people don't really think about, but it was quite interesting to see how they approach it now. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting when I went to the uh, GW Open Day two years ago to the uh, Vigilus Open Day. Um, it was actually interesting seeing them because um, they, yeah. they were quite open. They had one of the computers set up there, uh, and the guy was actually oh, cool. doing a lot of drawing. And I didn't see CAD, but because I because I work in construction uh, and I sit next to the surveyors at work, I see CAD. So yeah, I know what it is. I know what it does. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, don't get me wrong, it's it's great that it makes it so easy in a lot of respects. But at the same time, like for somebody like myself that's got, you know, lots of armies, to look at me models and go, oh, well, here's me Stormcast, here's me Sisters of Battle, and here's me Space Marines. Which one's which? Yeah. That's a bit... I guess, know. I think, especially, the thing is, if you look at it, like, obviously Space Marines are powered armor, Sisters are still powered armor... And Stormcast are just them putting that into fantasy. Really is what it comes down to. Taking a bit more knight, like knightly heraldic theme to it, but really it's still a big, not quite powered suit of armor, but it's that fully enclosed armor idea. And there's going to be similarities. I mean, you can't sculpt space paints for 30 years and not do a fantasy equivalent without there being some similarities there. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's one of those things that that design works. So rather than yeah. coming up with a completely new thing, it's like, let's take this, let's modify that so it works in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And ultimately, at the end of the day, they are still a business. So if they can do something a little bit more efficient than what they've been doing, it, for example, how long would it take a sculptor to actually sculpt the model and then they've got a 3D scanner and you know, put it Oh, yeah, it's just, it's just not efficient. I and think Forge World's still done that way, though. They could do it in CAD in probably, what, a quarter of the time? Mm-hmm. I think Forge World still is the detail that's coming out in the model sure. building is. I mean, you look if you go oh, even yeah. if you go back like sixth edition, you know the, the the releases there and stuff like that was still quite basic mm-hmm. in terms of the, the level of detail. Oh, and you look at the stuff that's coming out now, and it I, just say what you want, but it's phenomenal. The amount of detail that they're oh, getting absolutely. now. But, even if you if go, go back to when Sigma came out, like Sigma came out what five years ago now. Yeah, we just had a five-year anniversary. The standard well. Stormcasts were very, very basic, right? And look yeah. at the look at yeah. the sequiturs and stuff. And I mean, the sequiturs came out what two year ago now? Yeah, it must be. Yeah, yeah, two yeah. year ago since Sigma two point dropped. <laughs> there we go. There's a second. There we go. <laughs> I've got yeah. loads of random things like that dotted around in it. <laughs> <laughs> On the subject of, at the end of the day, GW are still a business, uh, they have actually released their financials. Now, as somebody who works in finance, I, I did read a lot of it, and it was quite interesting. Now, 
it's yes. no surprise to anybody, right? The last sort of three or four year, Games Workshop have made very good profits. They have, yeah. right? And I, I, a lot of this, right, I think is down to the way that community team actually does now get involved, right? Because when I started 100%. the 7th edition, right, you got nothing from GW. Like, you didn't get anything about previews, about what was coming out. It was a case of you bought White Dwarf and it's like, this is out next week. What? Yeah. Oh, crap. Yeah. So now I've got to drop 200 quid next week. Yeah. Like, you, you, you got nothing like that. You didn't get FAQs. You didn't get clarifications on, uh, on, on rules. There was nothing. GW just had a brick wall up. And that was like yep. that was six or seven year ago, six maybe's. Um, yeah, yeah. Seventh, seventh came out six year ago, and just before eighth dropped, and I, I believe it was when Rob Symes took over the community team, uh, the Honest War Gamer. If nobody knows who he is, by the way, go on, go and check him out. Um, started to turn things around a lot. Obviously, the ho- the live streams, the hobby and hangouts. Then they started with the previews. And Games Workshop are so much more visible than what they've ever been, I think. Yeah. The reason behind it's, that, because uh, the whole conversation that went on, and it was, well, all of these things are getting leaked in the way that Games Workshop used to do it. And it's like, rather than feel, like fueling the fire that way, why don't we do it ourselves? Oh, and oh yeah, the, m- Mr. XGW mm-hmm. employee here. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Uh, I can neither deny nor confirm. Um, so yeah, so basically that, that, I think that was a big, big mindset and a big change in the way that they did it. But because of the the, the things they put in place with the likes of the Warhammer community and everything, it means they can get these releases out all the time. As you said, yeah. back in back in sixth and seventh, they were relying on one big release a month, and it was in GW, it was in the in White Dwarf. Whereas now it's like, right, okay, there's your White Dwarf. However, we're also going to be releasing X, Y, and Z this month. And I think the way they've yeah, done White Dwarf it, doesn't really cover upcoming releases at all now. No, mm. no, I, I used to buy White Dwarf to find the releases out and stuff, and I actually mm. unsubscribed because I, I wasn't as fussed about a lot of the other stuff. And, and yeah. Yeah. Well, but, what, can but you remember, I think, I think a couple of years ago when they changed it? Like it the weekly one, more... wasn't it? Yeah. So when when I got back in when I got into seventh edition it was weekly and then they changed yeah. it back to monthly. Best thing I, they I ever never did. bought the weekly back monthly. Yeah. Oh yeah, changing it to monthly was absolutely the best thing they ever did. Absolutely. We- weekly was just terrible. I just never oh. bought it. And the monthly oh, magazine was horrific. Yeah. But I do wish that they would kind of go back to a bit more to what they used to do. So in some of the ones prior to that, they would have I don't know if some of you guys can remember that. Um, they would have a battle report for 40k, they would have a battle report for fantasy and a battle report for Lord of the Rings. Whereas now you yeah, get, my, you get one or the other. Um, and that, that was the main reason why I used to buy them. I used to get them for the battle reports because I used to love reading the battle reports. Mm-hmm. And the way they did the battle reports were brilliant. You would have like a, yeah. a car, like a, an animated top-down thing of where all the different units and stuff were. And then and then like there's some pictures with special things going on, but they would talk you through exactly what was going on and what would happen. Whereas now it's like a bullet point here, a bullet point there. Still the back reports, but not in as much detail as what they used to be. Yeah. Yeah. I always remember I think we remember the time third edition came out. It was a battle report in White Dwarf between 
Adrian and Paul. I remember the last names. Adrian was a guy he always played orcs and Paul had a big white scars army. I think he was the editor at the time. And there was just it was like a it's whatever the old mission in third was where you took control table quarters. And I just remember that was the first time I'd write a battle report like that. And I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. Like you can yeah. see what's going on. They've got the arrows. You can see they've got the little explosions when things die and stuff on the drawings. <laughs> and I do think they've lost a bit of that. Yeah. Like the, the photography's better now, but you're missing a bit of the the technical side of the battle report, if you wish. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think I it's all me and focus being around GW's biggest biggest me and focus is always new people. Getting new people into the hobby. Because once they've got yeah. people into the hobby, you're going to, you're going to spend money and stuff like that. Whereas now they want a, mm. they want something that's attractive to bring people into the hobby, and then go from there. I mean, when you when when you go through like recruitments and things like that with them, especially from a store manager's perspective, they ask how are you going to grow sales, which is natural, but it's how are you yeah. going to grow sales from a new per, new like a, a new member, so to speak, mm-hmm. rather than how are you going to grow sales from like one of us guys, you know, because they know we're going to go in and we're going to spend money. So yeah. that that's their main focus, and I think that's why going back to like the box, like the new the new box set and stuff like that, that's why they're always as as good value for money as what they are. I think the the last one that yeah. wasn't I was didn't think was that good value for money was the Battle from a Crag one. I don't didn't really think there was as as much in there as what you tend to get, especially not now. If you then compare it to the, the yeah. Sort of Black Reach, I think that was phenomenal the amount of orc stuff you got in there in its own right. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think. The, the the main focus is always going to be getting new people into the hobby, mm-hmm. because as you say, the, you you look the initial initial out there, someone getting into the hobby, you've got starter set, whether that be if like the current stuff, hundred quid, seventy uh, fifty quid, twenty five quid, then they're going to need spray paints, they're going to need glue, snips, you know, stuff like that, yeah. and that that's always going to be their main focus because they get more revenue and more income from that than what they would from one of us going in and spray and buying. Yeah. Um, like a bane blade, for instance. Mm-hmm. I'm only saying that. Time, I'm working on at the moment. <laughs> at the same time, though, what they're doing with the community team is basically creating. I don't want to say supply and demand, but what they're doing is they are hyping stuff up so much that, like, by the time by the time this box set comes out, people are going to be begging for three and four of them each. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, that's, that's crazy. A couple of the guys I've spoken to have already said they're going to be pre-ordered two or three of them anyway. I want, I want two. Yeah, same. <laughs> but I, I, I want one, but I'm going to probably trade the Necrons for more Marines. Yeah. Because I'm not having, I'm not having another, I'm not having a Necron army. I don't need more armies. <laughs> Give but, me a shout when you get. Yeah, you always that. need more armies, Grant. <laughs> but what, what I was going to say was, like, I know last year they announced the 75 million profit. And they actually gave all the staff members bonuses from what I read. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This year, despite basically having no income for the last two and a half months of their financial year, they've still announced an 85 million profit. Not turnover, profit. Profit. That is... That, that's mind-blowing as somebody who actually works in finance. Like, yeah. th- that's That's crazy. But but I think they're they're gonna start this year incredibly strong for for three reasons, right? First of all, lockdown happened. They shut down for two months. Mm. Right? And as much as we hate to admit it, or probably don't want to admit it, Warhammer is a drug. 
I, yeah. I think we're all pretty open about that, to be it, honest. It, it's it's more expensive. Probably, it's a legal drug. I, I'm I'm hypothesizing here. It's probably more expensive than a drug habit. And least drug habits make you thin. Probably. What habits would make you thin? It's annoying. Yeah. Actually, yeah. There, I have three about three thousand pounds worth of models. Yes, in two models. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But that's three models. <laughs> so. For somebody like me, right, if you followed me during lockdown on, on Twitch, right, you guys, you guys especially have seen how much I've painted in the last three months. Yeah. Like, I've got half a shelf of 40k stuff left to paint. Like, that that's nothing compared to, like, I painted well over 100 Blood Angels, I painted the Black Legion Army, I painted Knights, I painted a lot of stuff, right? For yeah, me, you used the, have you used the Black Legion Army on the channel yet? No. <laughs> no, I didn't think you had. <laughs> no, because I, I I don't want to obliterate Lucy Zox, and she's the only person I can play with at 40k at the minute, so... No, I was, I was trying you to... You somebody else to obliterate instead. Yeah. At <laughs> <laughs> least you're I've honest got, about it. I've got plans. I've got plans, though, so... <laughs> um, so, so, obviously, as soon as shops were then able to get goods... A lot of people were like, "I need new plastic fix." A lot of pe- yeah. some some people don't don't play. Some people don't paint. Some people build and collect. The, everybody has different aspects of the hobby. For me, I I managed because I had so much to paint. Going three months without buying anything was fine, but I was like, yeah. I, I I didn't have the buzz of ooh shiny. Do you know what I mean? I never had that buzz. And that's what a lot of people missed out on. So as soon as Games Workshop started supplying the independents, and especially shipping stuff from the the website, everybody... How how much money had people saved during lockdown? Oh, yeah. I mean, in in them three months, just by not driving to work and not going out and just spending willy-nilly, I got a car service that paid me entire car's insurance off for the year and put money in my savings account because I didn't spend. How yeah. many people were in a similar situation and just blew it all on Warhammer? <laughs> oh, there'll be a few. There you go. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Craig's went on that, that one. came in, in the middle of April. My <laughs> final student clients came in, came in the middle of April. Plus, obviously, I'm working as well. So, um, I ordered a small Imperial Guard army. Um, Which includes that Warlord Titan behind you as well. The, um, get started set. How many? <laughs> ten. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think wow. I'd hate to list what I actually bought you in lockdown. I'm so pleased my other half's not in tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bought I bought an Orc army. <laughs> so I mean, bought, I'm not any better. I bought a Shock Jump Dragster for Lucy. And I bought a pair of Helvran Knights for myself. I bought... And then I bought the Admex stuff three, last week. Three planes and three of every new buggy? <laughs> Apart from the Squig buggy, I've only got one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I was saying is, the, pro- the, the other hand, the, the other reason I think Games Workshop are going to have a very, very good year this year is, obviously, not only are people now, you know, now that we're in their new financial year, which I think is the end of April, beginning of June... Sorry, end of May, beginning of June. People have the money now that people have returned to work or they've saved up or they haven't spent anything. Yeah. They're going out, they're buying stuff. On top of mm-hmm. that, right, 
They're dropping this new box set, which people are going to be head over heels for multiples yeah. of. Mm-hmm. And all of the en- engine war, all of the psychic waiting and stuff is still coming out with all of the extra characters. So we had, for example, engine war with all the admex stuff. I mean, I, I bought quite a lot of admex stuff. Then you've got the, uh, Fabius Biles next week, and then when uh, Paria comes out, you've got um, the new Seraz, you've got the Harlequin in- Inquisitor dude from Demonifuge, you've got the other Inquisitor, then the book, but then on top of that you've got the Indominus box set, and on top of that you've got the Lumineth Realm Lords, which is just announced tonight. Yeah, finally. <laughs> There's been a lot of uh, people complaining about the lack of AOS yeah. Yeah. coverage. But at the same time, the right, I, I totally get what... where they released nothing but AOS, and then payments where they released nothing but 40k. Yeah. But the yeah. problem it's that Games Workshop have got, right, is they're having to cram three months' worth of releases into, what, seven months? Here. Six months? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I... Oh, yeah, and later on we've got the um, the Sons of Bearmat as well. They're not yeah. going to be cheap. Oh, yeah. So no, they're probably looking at what hundred pound kits for the big giants. I would say maybe ninety pounds. Yeah, eighty to ninety pounds sort of deal. They'll, they'll be about the same sort of price as the knights or, and people knights. I would have thought. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'd agree yeah. with that. And, and when you look at that, right? How many people are going to jump on them? Because let's face it, they are stunning models. I think there's more people that I know of excited for them than there are for Realm Lords. I don't oh, think yeah. I know anybody picking up Realm Lords. But at the same yeah. time, a lot of a people couple. who That's love fantasy it. will probably pick them up because oh, they're, they're, they're yeah. essentially high elves. They are, and that's why yeah. I think that's also the side why a lot of people aren't that interested in them because they are just high elves. <laughs> but yeah, when you look at what Games Workshop, if they try and cram all them releases into the... You know, if they, if they go and get nine months worth of releases into six months... Mm-hmm. They need to finish Psychic Awakening before they can essentially release Ninth Edition. Yeah. They have to, because yeah, they do. There's no reason to release Ninth and then go. Oh, by the way. Oh, by the way, here's he, a book for eight. He's Paria <laughs> for Eighth Edition that we've already FAQ'd. Kind of defeats the point. Yeah. Ar- Paria, the last one. Paria's the last one. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So War of the Spider is out on Saturday, and then Paria. Uh, I, I think Paria will go up to pre-order next week. Yeah, Probably. I think we'll get the we'll, we'll get the this box and then we'll get a break and then we'll. I don't think they'll keep the rest of the range till after ninth. I think we'll still get the rest of the realm watch stuff before ninth. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be like sisters where we get the army box and then we have to wait a month, two months nah. for the rest of the army. Yeah, no, as Harry said, they'll try and push as much as they can before the end of this year. It'll be quick hit releases. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I don't think I, I don't think we'll see any sort of filler weeks like what we did last year, uh, where you had like Lord of the Rings stuff and specialist game stuff. Like like this week, for example, to put the Zort in. Yeah. Um, it didn't need to be, but you know, I think tagging stuff on the end of all mm. like at the end of the day, if people play Blackstone and want the Zort, they will buy the Zort irrespective of what else is out that week. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So I, I think, you know, we're going to see relentless releases for at least the next three or four months, at yeah. least. Um, and that financially puts them in a phenomenal position for next year. 
Um, because, yeah. like I said, even though they didn't trade essentially for two and a half months, they actually said as well that they are paying the government back for the grant that they got. Mm, which is great. Really? Wow. And then still have an 85 million profit. Geeks like plastic crack. <laughs> the thing is, as well, though, I mean, this year they've got obviously they're going to have to contend against the new, like for instance, the PlayStation Five and the new Xbox. You know, it's that's something else they're going to have to massively contend with. So it's going to yeah. be, as you say, it's going to be tight them getting everything out and through. But because the way they've got, let's let's face it, the marketing team, the way they've got them set up is fantastic with the yeah. community and stuff like that. Yeah, they're not going to have a problem getting it all out. It's just going to be a case of keeping the level of interest up. So, like I said before, a lot of stuff yeah. that I've heard is going to be middle of July for pre-order, release beginning of August. That tends to be the most common bits that I've heard. However, because of the psyche awakening stuff, but I, I don't know. I think if that's going to be the case, they've announced this too early. I think if I, yeah. I think realistically, they need to be doing pre-orders two weeks time, three weeks. Which back. is why I think Paria will be pre-order next week. Yeah. I think that's why they've slipped the Lumineth Realm Lords in this week, right? I mean, if you look, they've done them two weeks at a time. They did, they did Engine War, and two weeks later, um, War of the Spiders out, and then two weeks later, Paria's out. It gives yeah. people enough time to at least read up on them, feel like they've had them a little bit, and then move on to the next one. Yeah. Um. So I, I think we'll probably get um, Paria next week with all their stuff. I think probably an AOS release the week after. I think probably the rest of the Lumineth stuff, and then I think they'll go full hog on ninth. Yeah, yeah. For two or three weeks, possibly, because they showed off a few of the other stuff at the end of the stream as well. Uh, the yeah. so the Space Marine stuff that they showed off, <laughs> essentially a tarantula turret. Who who was yeah, hyped yeah. when they seen that man? That was cool. It's something that. They've never really done in the main range. Like we've got the Thunderfire cannon, but we've never had like a cool emplaced weapon for for Marines. No. Again, better for some armies than others. Like it's a great Imperial fist. It's like works so good for them. Black Templars, maybe not so much, but it's a cool kit to have access to. Yeah, absolutely. And what's then... I think they said? It's what it's a twin accelerator auto cannon. Yes. I think that's what and something else. Thing was the option. I can't remember. So. I think I'm pretty sure it was the last cannon was the other option. Mm. Um, and and then you've got the Mario Kart. Yes, <laughs> I, I like this model. Has, has I, think cool. I think it's good. First of all, has everybody seen yeah. the meme? Yes, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I showed Lucy, and she was in, in stitches at that man. Um, both models, I think, are fantastic. Um, and looking at the Marine ATV. Um, and, and I'm definitely not the only one that, that's seen this the old second edition Orc War Buggy yeah. yes <laughs> I've seen that going around as yeah. well Yeah. honestly I love this model I really think it's cool I think the profile is just a little bit low for me but I understand why they've done it it's much more of a like a June buggy mm -hmm. so hey, yeah. if you want low profile try putting together a shark drum dragster I think has no ground clearance <laughs> If it didn't teleport, it couldn't get anywhere. <laughs> uh, and then on the Necron side, uh, they showed off that heavy, heavy, heavy destroyer. Mm -hmm. yeah, the Locust. That's wow. cool. 
the profile yeah. on his like I don't want to say his ass, but <laughs> you know which bit I mean. I don't know how else to describe <laughs> it. Like the profile and the curve of it. <laughs> This conversation is going a very different way. Yeah, we're, we're now talking about the, the curves of, of robot <laughs> arches. It's a bit odd. <laughs> but he looks so good, man. He really yeah. does. Beefy, eh? Really chunky and beefy. And then... Because the current then... destroyers are pretty poor. The what? The current destroyers, they look pretty poor. Yeah, like... the old models then. Yeah, I mean, they've not, they're not aged that way. I've really wanted to try and get hold of some of the old metal Necron destroyers. The problem is they're like twenty five quid a pop on eBay. Yeah, and they look more like Tomb Blades. Yeah, which I would still play them as Tomb Blades because they're awesome. Um, yeah. And then you had the Doomsday Reanimator thing. Mm-hmm. The Doomstalker. Yeah, I, that's for me. That's probe droid out of Star Wars. Love that. Yeah. Absolutely. It reminds me very much of uh, War of the Worlds. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think good show. Fantastic. Uh, it does look like the reanimator with the Doomsday Cannon, so I think you said earlier, Martin, as well, that it's probably going to be a multi-part kit when it comes out. And if you could build the reanimator with it, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So, th- th- there's still other things that we haven't really seen as well. Can anybody remember that blurred Space Marine picture that came out about seven, eight months ago? Yeah. With the yeah. Blood Angels. Yeah. And everyone was like, Primaris Bikers! And everyone was like, no! And it's like, yeah! <laughs> there's a land speeder in there. Yeah. yeah. And there is very clearly a repulsor with a Baal Predator turret on it. See, that would be smart. That would be cool. If you want to see one in real life, Justin from Battle Bunker uh, actually built one, and it is in his display cabinet. He basically took a repulsor, took the sponsons and the turret from a Baal Predator, and put the sponsons on the side, put the turret on the top. He can't use it, but he doesn't care. (laughs) No, it's just cool. (laughs) That looks cool. That's the thing, with with the new flame weapon rules, Baal Predators might make a comeback. Mate, I'll be over the moon if they do. I mean, being able to shoot all those yeah. flamers, like, that's just going to be fun. Yeah. I've literally just dropped and bought that Crimson Strike Force as my camera falls. Yeah, no, no, the, the, problem, the problem I had with that Strike Force, right, is no one cares for You already for own everything twice well, over. Well, yeah, but <laughs> no one cares for the captain in it, right? No one cares for the Bar Predator. Currently. Yeah. The keyword there. Yeah, currently. I'm forward thinking. <laughs> forward thinking here. <laughs> so that is pretty much everything that you know has happened with Games Workshop in the last two or three weeks, uh, and everything that we think uh, is happening. Uh, in particular, obviously the Realm Lords coming up uh, next week. I myself won't be picking them up. Not interested. No. Uh, nah, me either. The only Not thing. Yet. Is I wish we could get the armor separately. Oh, yeah, the Light of Altharian. Light of Altharian. That's a nice model. It's a fantastic model. I would love to paint that. Yeah, yeah. I would love to paint that. Yeah, It'll come out on his own eventually. Oh, yeah. Event- I mean, eventually. They've, said, they've said, they specifically said everything in the box will get a solo release. 
Yeah, eventually. But I mean, how, how long did the Arch Regent for Flesh Eaters take? Yeah, but I don't think we'll see that nonsense again. <laughs> I think they've learned that that was... Because they kind of made much money on him when he came out. Seven. That was that was Surely well not. over a year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, easily. The thing is that you're forgetting, obviously, they've still got they've got to get stuff out. They've yeah. got to get stuff out to make up for the lost time. So I think you'd probably talk a month or two. I wouldn't have thought it'd be much longer than that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that does almost bring us to the end of uh, this podcast. So hopefully the guys that have listened uh, have enjoyed it with more people. Hopefully the guys that watch it on YouTube or caught it while it was live uh, have enjoyed being able to actually see faces this time. <laughs> um, well, enjoy is maybe a strong one. No, surely. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just have a quick roll call about what we are working on hobby-wise at the moment and what we're going to hopefully work on by the time um, the next podcast comes around. I can answer for Craig. He's going to be fixing that warlord that fell off his shelf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you can see the legs over his other shoulder as well. Yes, he, he bought it. He assembled it. He put it on his shelf and it fell. Mm-hmm. That is not good. It is my second one. I do have another one. <laughs> <laughs> Which. Natural smoke weathering on it. it. I had a fire in my flat about just over two years ago yeah. and literally lost everything. That was on the bottom shelf. It's covered in smoke. Um, so rather than trying to clean it up, I varnished the crap out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so it is all now completely covered. Nothing comes off your hands when you use it and it'll just stay there. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it, the photos looked cool though. Like, did you put the photos in the chat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's not, I like the, it. The finish on it, it's work, It has actually worked out okay. Yeah. Um, However, though, bits the and it's, it's a fun story when people go, how do you do that? Well, <laughs> just you burn it a bit. You would recommend burning it into your flat down for us. Well, yeah. I put it on my Instagram, and someone messaged me saying, that weather is crap. It doesn't look realistic. You can't get more realistic. Like, seriously, dude? It's actual smoke. Yeah. <laughs> that cost me my flat. Yes, it did. Do you know what it is? In all fairness, I mean, I lost everything out of that entire flat. Um, however, yeah. the guys who did the clean-up were brilliant. They turned around and said, take it. We, it's just going to be a point to skip anyway. So just take it away. Do with it what you want. So yeah, I was I was I was quite happy in all fairness. It just meant that I've had to restart every single other army that I had. Yeah. Um which is a but yeah, so I'm gonna be working on fixing that one. Um you're sorry, Harry? You've painted so much stuff during lockdown. You've painted as much as me and Ian. Yeah. Um it's it's been quite nice to kind of distract myself a little bit. Um I managed to get all my uni work finished and stuff like that quite quickly, quite early on. Um, I've managed to paint. Um, boom, 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 let's have a look. I've Eldar, managed to paint. But uh, you paint an Eldar army, a Blood Angel army, an Iron Jaws <laughs> army. Yep. Um, I also got an Imperial Knights army done. Um, I don't know if this will, if you'll be able to see properly or not. However, let's connect all of that. Second. Right, so on that shelf there. <laughs> and the batteries are dead, of course. 
Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Set that one on. There we go. So for myself. There he is. Oh. I don't know if you can see that properly. Uh, right. yours. Some of the Blood Angels that I've painted. A half painted um, Night Lord's army. Yeah. There is my Imperial Knights. So and I've also started on. Oh, Death Guard <laughs> as well? I forgot about that. Um, I'll be perfectly honest. I bought a green one the same time as you. To do, and I'm very happy with how he turned out. Um, as well as obviously getting them, I don't know if you'll be able to see it properly or not, but there's the uh, the warlord. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, it just fills the screen. Smoke, yeah, coming smoke like a um, child. See the soot on him. Um, yeah, me warhound and my little what's left of my other warlord. <laughs> so, um, all in all, I've probably painted close to around about. Not including the, the the Warhound that I've just recently finished, I've probably painted close to around about twenty thousand points in forty k and about eight thousand points in in Age of Sigma. Yeah, fantastic. That's impressive. Jesus. Well done, man. So, meanwhile, I am currently yeah. working on our Lord and Savior, the fabulous Hawk I'm getting one of them. I've got, I've got the limited base as well. Uh, so. <laughs> I just want to point out as well that noise, the street of rage noise that uh, the listeners would have heard uh, was actually Iron Jaws Mark giving us a follow on Twitch, uh, and he says that Mister Fraser is a babe. Oh, <laughs> that's Mister Mark Roberts. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, on this, on on the subject of Iron Jaws and Orcs, I am currently painting Gazgul for Lucy. I'm looking forward to seeing him on the channel. Uh, and I, yeah. I haven't really got anything else that I want to work on other than... Uh, oh, that's what I've done, actually. I painted the um, a 5 Taraxi, uh, the new Admech stuff for the Flamers. Uh, and I did three of the Sulphur Hounds. Uh, and I've got two Archaeopters to paint up. That's my next project. The basis for the Archaeopters are huge from what I've seen. Sorry, what was that? You can, finish, you can sort that wall out for me if you want. No. <laughs> uh, what were you saying about the base there, Grand? It's massive, isn't it, for the Archaeocopter? Yeah, it's, it's, not as, a... it's as big as the New Orc buggies. Uh, 150 mil oval. Uh, yes, because that's bigger than the Imperial Knight one, isn't it? No, Imperial Knight Star Trek size is 170. Yeah, Imperial Knight's massive. Right. So, so yeah, yeah, it's it's not the Imperial Knight one. It is the same size as the Orc Boogie one. Yeah, so it's one fifty. Um, so yeah, which is what I wish that the other the Orc planes were on because it would look so much better. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. They're too small. So what have you been working on, Martin? Or what are you going to be working on? <sighs> Trying to cut down on the backlog, as Grant will know. <laughs> I have uh, quite a collection, shall we say. So, well, I'm uh, taking some of it off your hands. I am taking some of it. Yeah, off yeah. Your hands. Well, well, that's just that's just replacing. That's not getting rid of. Well, <laughs> but currently I try to work through my backlog of uh, Skaven at the moment, which oh. is almost there, almost there, and building stuff in between, trying to look after the little fella. But yeah, that's about it at the moment. Oops. And Grant, I believe you're working on lots and lots of orc buggies. Yes, I have one of them here. Fantastic. Yeah. Honestly, the so cool. dragster. So nice. 
Um, really thank you guys. And yeah, the rest of them are over there. But I have started work on potentially my Primaris chapter. All right. Um, I think we do Silver Skulls. I've messed up the weathering on the boots, so just ignore that. But yeah, so I think I might do some some Silver Skulls when I get around to doing Primaris. But no, at the moment, the focus is definitely on getting these buggies done. Uh, we start on the third dragster and just building that. Nice. And then I think I'm going to build a plane for a break. Wasbomb, I think. Very, very cool. Well, uh, hopefully now that lockdown is stand at ease and Battle Bunker is open from tomorrow... <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, not for gaming Monday, Tuesday though Justin said he you know, wanted the hype to die down a little bit um, mm. he's put a lot of social distancing measures in place he's got 6 or 7 tables and then 4 upstairs if you bear yeah. in mind he would normally have uh, I think he'd normally have 24, 25 tables and he's down yeah. to like 10 it was in there yesterday. That's, that's just the reality of what's going to be like the next week. It's yeah. in there at the moment. Oh, yeah. He, he did a live video uh, on uh, his Facebook page, and I'm actually going to be uploading that to YouTube later tonight. Uh, yeah. Honestly, it looks stunning compared to what it, I mean, Craig, you saw it before, um, and it looks absolutely fantastic. It um, really does. It looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully we can at least get back there and, and start to film some games. Obviously they won't be here in the studio. They're not going to be as higher quality. The, you know there'll be background noise and stuff, but it means that we can get some other games in with other people. Um, at the same time as well, um, I am making inquiries about somebody who has been on the channel before. Because if you are an adult living by yourself, you are permitted to mix with another household. Currently, yeah. yes, there is somebody who has been on the channel before who lives by himself. So hopefully, if he agrees, it means of course me and Lucy can't mix with another household, but it means we can get some other games of 40k. In. So hopefully, once all this lockdown yeah. is done as well, I might actually be able to get on the channel at some point with a game. Fingers yes, crossed. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if lockdown measures start to change over the next few, probably six weeks. Um, yeah, I, think so. I would hope that they would extend that to include a third household. Um, and, you know, eventually, uh, I think cinemas and stuff are opening from the 15th of July and hairdressers and stuff like that. That's what's earmarked, but I suppose you have yeah. to wait and see. Because yeah. well, schools were supposed to be open now and they put that back. Um, well, that was because nobody let the kids go to oh, school, though. They shouldn't have even done that in the first place. But nah. let's not let's not go into that. Um, <laughs> no, 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 that that's just that's quite another territory. <laughs> but I, I certainly think, come sort of another eight weeks' time, I would hope that we can start to get games in with other people. Fingers um, crossed. You know, even if the even if there is social distance and measures in, in place and stuff. Well, the last couple of weeks, I've been supposed to be having games out in the garden, but the weather's not play ball yeah we um, <laughs> so um you can't really see here but out my window it's still foggy but it's the clearest it's been in four days and we've had three months worth of rain in four days yeah we we had some crazy rain last night but um i I, I live a couple of hundred meters from the cliff tops uh, mm. and have actually closed the paths uh because okay, they're worried yeah. about how dried out the cliffs got with all the sun that we had and then obviously and then the torrential rain 
<clears throat> the worried in case there is actually slides. Um, yeah. So they've actually closed all the paths around the cliff tops and everything. Which is understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. So that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, I want to say thank you very much, uh, of course, to these three beautiful gentlemen for joining me. Uh, and thank you. Always. <laughs> pleasure. Great looking over your shoulder. <laughs> uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And you know what? It's so. I find it so much better with like four people to bounce off. Um, yeah. So hopefully you yeah. guys have enjoyed yeah, it just been, as been much. Enjoyable. Um, I'm going to get all of these guys' Instagram handles and I will post them underneath in the description for uh, the YouTube video. So if you listen elsewhere, go and find it on YouTube and then you can find everybody's uh, Instagram uh, and or Twitter, if I remember that, uh, and, and <laughs> put, put it in the description. Uh, so you can go and check out some of their stuff. You can see Craig's Warlord, you can see Grant's Orcs, uh, and I'm sure Martin's got some stuff up there as well. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. Yeah, I hope you all enjoyed it. Yeah, been good fun. Thank you for having me on. <laughs>